is our town of Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Pumpkins scream in the dead of night. This is Halloween. Everybody make a scene. Welcome back, fans, to the Frustrated Fans, episode 38, the Halloween special. What we're calling Nightmare on the Friday the 13th. Or... Violence! Hell yeah! So, we decided, uh, screw it. Let's keep it to the campy tone we set from last Halloween's episode, and I guess we're going to have to keep this up every year. And we decided, why the hell not? Let's do Freddy vs. Jason. Yep. For those not familiar with either series, let's give you the basics. I'll take, uh, Jason, you would take Freddy? Actually, how about you take Freddy Biz? You've actually seen those movies. <laughs> yes, I have. And I've seen the Friday the 13th movies, so... <laughs> Fair enough. Actually, it would be kind of funny if the two of us just guessed on both of them what they were about. <laughs> you know what? Let's All do right. that. You take Friday the 13th, I'll take Nightmare on Elm Street. To Wikipedia. No! You must th- You must come up with what you think the plot for Friday the 13th is. God, fine. All right. So the Nightmare on... No... I almost said Nightmare on Elm Street. Friday the 13th franchise began in, um, well, you can at least give me the year. It was the early the 80s. I believe it was 81. Okay, 81. Uh, with the, essentially what uh, begins at what we call Camp Crystal Lake. A unknown fort, uh, yeah, unknown killer is stalking and killing off the camp counselors. Sorry, 1980. At 1980? Yeah. At Camp Crystal Lake. And the popular running theories is the ghost of Jason Voorhees, who drowned some years ago when other camp counselors were off drinking beer, smoking drugs, and having premarital sex. And we love premarital sex. (laughs) (laughs) Nice reference. (laughs) However, it turns out the killer is not actually Jason, but Jason's mother, who was kind of mad that her son kind of drowned when she had been on the... Camp Counselor's Watch. Yeah, she took exception to that. Mm, it happens. However, the franchise quickly switched over to Jason himself with the second second installment of the franchise and and everyone thereof. Thereafter, quick Jason gaining his iconic look of a behind a hockey mask and with a machete in the third movie, right? That is correct. So, the and then movie, she, he wore a bag over his head. As you can imagine, the films get uh, campier and campier with each one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but in some ways, get more and more fun with each one. Indeed. With the campiness and ridiculousness coming to a head with Jason X. Which we covered last year and is still awesome. Yes. Yes, it is. I need to watch <laughs> that this month. Indeed. So, now that I've gotten that away, let's hear your take on Nightmare on Elm Street. So... Freddy was a creepy serial killer child molester who... Uh, right, so far. People people didn't like him for that, I'm assuming. No. Yeah, he wasn't very popular. And so they burned him alive, and... I, oh? Missing one critical detail. Oh, what's that? He did get caught uh, at one point. Okay, he got caught... Oh, yes, he got caught and let go. He got out yep, on a legal technicality. Yep, which I do like in the uh, opening of the Freddy vs. Jason. They show, like, the newspaper articles and stuff. And I like how it says, child killer set free. I'm like, wow, that's a real unbiased newspaper. Oh, of course. <laughs> so he got set free, and people decided to, uh, they took exception to that, and uh, decided to take justice into their own hands and burned his ass alive. And though through some... Strange coincidence, he was able to then attack people in their dreams. 
I well, attack children. In attack their children in their dreams. Because remember, he loves children, especially little girls. And yes, that's a line from the movie, people. I'm not just yep. saying that to be creepy. I can find plenty of other things to say to be creepy. Right. Which I won't. So both franchises, as you can imagine, start off actually really good classic horror, slasher horror movies of this what we call the Silver Age. And uh, got campier and campier as we go along. So... The difference, obviously, between the two, where a lot of the co- big slasher movies of the era were f- featured these silent, uh, nearly indestructible, if not immortal, killers. Uh, you know what? I will give Friday the 13th Part 5 um, credit, though. They actually pull a good twist at the end of the movie. I'll do that. Yeah, they actually pull a good twist on that one. So. Well, where I was going was, Freddy is, on the other hand, he likes to taunt his victims. He's actually pretty funny. In the kind of dark, the way Joker, the Joker is funny in the Batman franchise. Yeah, like you kind of feel guilty for laughing at him. Yeah. Not in this movie, I don't. No, not in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> no, no, you don't feel guilty for laughing him in here. Uh, so, so you have a guy who will not shut up versus a guy who never talks at all. Yep. So, now I um, smell sitcom. <laughs> Um, so this is, a this movie is, uh, notable for what we call development hell, but that's another, we'll get to that in a bit. Oh, we will. But, Freddy vs. Jason came out 2004, I believe? 2003. 2003, thank you. Yeah. Um, was directed by Ronnie Yu, produced by Sean S. Cunningham and Robert Shea. It was written by Damien Shannon and Mark Swift. It was based on characters by the recently late Wes Craven and Victor Miller. So, it starred Ken Kersinger. Uh He replaced Jason. He, he plays Jason movie. in this one. Robert Englund, who plays Freddy, and this was... His He's always played Freddy yep. until the remake. Yep, this was his final uh, performance as Freddy. Monica Kina, Kelly Rowland, Jason Ritter, Chris Marquette, Oh, well, and what the hell? some person that's probably never had a career after this anyway. Lachlan Monroe. Yeah. <laughs> the music is by Graham Rimmel, the cinematography by Fred Murphy. It is edited by Mark Stevens and produced by New Line Cinema and <laughs> Crystal Lake Entertainment. I hear they have a killer program. Mm. So it was ran for 97 minutes, had a budget of $30 million, making one of the, I think it's the biggest budget Jason film, right? Um... Let me check Jason X because I know that one had a pretty that one had a big one, especially when compared to the other. Go ahead. Essentially, and at the box office, it made one hundred fourteen point nine million, so respectable. Nice. I know, did a good job. They did well. It definitely did way better than. Oh, yep, it much bigger. Uh, Jason X was only eleven million was Hmm. the budget, and its box office was seventeen million. So, so Jason X is. Box office totals didn't even barely equaled half of this movie's budget. (laughs) All things considered, um, I'm honestly surprised this didn't get a sequel because movies like this that movies that more than double, if not triple, Mm -hmm. nearly quadrupling their original budget. I mean, we don't know the marketing budget here, but still, that's pretty substantial. According to a note on IMDb that I am tracking down again, uh, there was going to be a sequel. 
they did have a sequel plan to it. Um, uh-huh. Give me one second. It was Freddy versus Jason versus Ash okay. Williams. So. A sequel was planned but never materialized. Uh, Wildstorm did publish a six-issue comic series in late 2007, early 2008. This added Evil Dead's Ash Williams to the mix. And I think yeah. there w- and I believe there was a Ash versus or Freddy versus Ash versus Jason or however it's uh Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, which let's see. Yeah, this is uh, oh. This is on IMDB. Uh I think it was an independent film. Hmm. Probably didn't have the immortal Bruce Campbell though. Uh it did not. <laughs> So, well, we will take our first break, and then we'll get back to our experiences with both franchises. Sounds good. Welcome to my nightmare. Sorry, I couldn't resist. Oh, hello, Mr. Hockey, hockey Mask Man. What do you want? Huh? Huh? Okay. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah, of course you're the better villain here. I mean, that goes without saying. Okay, just put the machete down, okay? Let me continue. So, believe it or not, uh, despite covering Jason X last year, I haven't really watched any other Jason movies. Put the machete down. Thank you, Mr. Hockey Mask. Where do you want him to uh, put it down, though? Besides, the other, besides that one and this one for this year. I'll get around to them, I'll admit. But I admit, for a guy who finds his favorite Halloween movies to be the Halloween and Mike Myers series, Jason just feels like a rehash. Yes, yes, thank you. I know you're upset. We can deal with that later. I'm, I'm aware that's not fair, and I mean to correct that for now what it is. Uh, it's not hard to be tangentialing. We're the Friday the 13th franchise, as we talked about last year. It's really invaded our common culture as much, if not more, than the Halloween series, or probably at least on par, if not a little more, than the Friday series. That hockey mask is more iconic than the Shatner mask, and it, all the, the prototypical... Slasher Killer remains more Jason, silent, immersively, and seemingly immortal, yep. and than anyone else. Uh, actually, right? a um, new anime I just watched through, Tokyo Ghoul, has a mm-hmm. character that's a complete homage and send-up to Jason. All right. And he's one of the central villains of the show. Now, as far as the um, Nightmare on Elm Street movies, I have seen, I think, the first three, and I'll eventually make my way to the others. The first one is still a decent horror movie. I'm not going to lie. As we point out, they they get more and more campy and they get more fun. It's important to note that this Freddy vs. Jason is, and I'm taking this from the blockbuster buster on Channel Awesome. Stick that where you will. He terms this that this movie ends what regular horror fans call the, quote, silver age of horror. The golden age being the classic universal monster movie era. So said silver age covers all of the late 70s to early 90s slasher flicks and this, uh, and before the modern age took over with such movies as Saw, all, God knows how many Exorcist remakes they keep put, and clones they keep putting out, and ports from Japan and other foreign areas like The Ring. What are, where did the Paranormal Activity movies fall? That's, I, I want to say it's more the modern age, because the whole found footage mm. so like Blair Witch Project. started with the Blair Witch, kind of started with the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, well, I think that was uh, the well, first one to popular a lot. Popular. Yeah, I was going to say, that was not the first found footage movie, and I, to be honest, I hate that, that cliche, that, oh, this is footage found over there. Yeah. But it's that, but the Blair Witch Project was definitely the first very popular one. 
Yeah, so Freddy vs. Jason, like I said, is kind of the end, final end of this silver age. So, while Kruger, Meyer, and Voorhees alike were all rebooted to varying amounts of success following this movie, none of them ever recaptured the American culture nearly as well as they did. So, and it's important to note, when the ninth movie in the Jason Fry franchise ended, Jason Goes to Hell, it literally ends with Freddy's hand plunging out of the ground to grab Jason's mask and pull it down to hell. And we hear the trademark Freddy laugh when he does. So it was practically guaranteed. The end of the ninth Jason movie, this was going to happen. Yep. It didn't happen as quickly as they thought, but we'll get to that in a second. What's your experience with both franchises? So my experience is I have never seen any of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, and I do feel bad about that. Is I really should, at the very least, watch the first one. Who's the guy with the uh, butter knives behind you? Uh, oh, he's not too happy. I swear I'll watch him. Uh, please... Yeah, Freddy, if you're going to haunt my nightmares, you're going to have to contend with all the car- all the villains from Corpse Party lately, okay? Oh, wow. He can move fast. <laughs> he can, all you had to do was say Corpse Party, and Freddy got the hell out of here. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. Where did Jason go? Huh. Oh, good. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I haven't seen them. Obviously, I... I need to, and I've been meaning to see the first one, I just haven't gotten around to it. So it's not one of those, I don't give a crap if I haven't seen it, like, you know, Aliens and Predator and all that stuff. It's I honestly... Oh, Massacre for me. Yeah, uh, I, I honestly do want to see Nightmare on Elm Street, I just need to get to it. Um, I have watched the first Friday, first five Friday the 13th movies, and Jason X, of course. I need to get around to the other four Friday the 13th movies, and... Yeah, some aspects of them haven't exactly aged well. Like, <laughs> the third Friday the 13th movie is Friday the 13th 3D. So oh, God. You can just tell. You can just assume. Granted, that one's also kind of funny because of the bad 3D effects, so they, they mm-hmm. added the entertainment value of it. So kind of like Jaws 3D. Yeah, like at one point, okay. one person's eyes literally like pop out into the camera. Oh, It's God. ridiculous. <laughs> Um, and it's still a better effect than most modern 3D movies. This is true. Yeah, I said it. What? Come on. I'm sorry, yeah, with 3D, uh, I like the, the old corny stuff. That's fine. With modern 3D, I'm on the same uh, vibe as um, Alucard. It's a stupid effing gimmick, and everyone knows it. Yeah. But, yeah, so I did see Freddy vs. Jason once it started showing up on like the premium channels and stuff. And way back in like 2004, I think, or maybe late 2003, and I really enjoyed it when I first saw it. Uh, having my, fir- huh? I didn't, I didn't see it till I didn't see it till recently. But my first experience to the, the plot of it was the uh, very good uh, thir- 30 second movies prevent permaformed by bunnies. Oh, which you just sent me. Yeah, I sent earlier. That I don't know if they're still running, but it was. I mean, look, 30 seconds bunny. Google 30 seconds bunnies people if you want to find it, but they are very funny movie parodies. Yeah. Um, the Freddy vs. Jason one is good, and it kind of hits the nail on the head, too. Yeah. I, I actually <laughs> like the way they essentially recreate scenes with it, which is kind of neat. So, But yeah, no, I remember when I saw Freddy vs. Jason, which I saw after Jason X. So I was like, oh, <laughs> so this is what it's like when they take it a little bit more seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. Seriously. Yeah. Well, more it it takes itself more seriously than Jason X does. 
No, I mean, Jason X, they knew it was the end of the franchise, and they were like, screw it, let's have some fun. Yeah, I- I'm pretty sure UHF took itself more seriously than Jason X, okay? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not I'm not, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You know, that is certainly not a bad thing. Jason X is an awesome movie, just for all the wrong reasons. Uh, that's a, I guess that's a shame about the Halloween series is that we never had that parody. It never hit, that par- It never hit that, that point. No, it never hit. Well, I mean, God, no, they put out seven movies. Holy and okay, six because the third one really doesn't count because it's a completely different character. Uh, villain. They put out six movies, and they never kind of, you know, got that self-parody note. They always try to take it seriously, but when we find out Mike is like the product of a uh, a druid cult or some other crap <laughs> uh, in movies four and five, I'm like, okay, we're done. <laughs> I mean, they that plot point was so bad. Move uh, movies six and seven completely ignored it. Mm. So yeah. see, I've been playing um, Corpse Party Blood Drive ever yeah. like, ever since last week when it came out. Which, by the way, it's freaking awesome. But it's the third and final one in the series, and some things in this one are getting a little over the top compared to the first two games. But yeah. honestly, the way they present the stuff, the way they handle it, is so well done. I don't really mind, especially when the new evil spirit that's introduced in this one, its origin is kind of weird, but the thing is so creepy looking and so effective at scaring the living crap out of you, I'm totally willing to give it a pass. Well, let's take our next break, and then we'll get to, as I like to call it, Dr. Wait Time, or how do I, how do I learn to stop worrying and hate development hell? <laughs> when I was alive, I might have been a little body, but after they killed me, I became something much, much worse. The stuff nightmares are made of. And we're back. In line. For development. <laughs> uh. Yeah, honestly, I, I think if Development Hell had an image to represent it, it would either be Duke Nukem Forever or Freddy huh. vs. Jason. Yep. So, like we said, this movie came out in 2003. However, uh, basic ideas for this movie, as well as script ideas, were started in 1987. Yeah, it, uh, wow. it got stuck there. That's only development period of, what, 14 years? Uh, yeah. Wasn't that Duke Nukem Forever's time, 14 years? Uh, Duke Nukem Forever, yeah, actually, was about 14 years. <laughs> Well, the Wonder Woman movie's been in development a lot long time, and she's only getting prominence now because of the Justice League thing, but so. Yeah. Yeah, I love uh, Batman v Superman. Oh, by the way, Wonder Woman's in it, too. Which is pretty much, Aquaman. That's pretty much what the trailer is. It's like, it's Batman and Superman. And Wonder Woman! <laughs> Just like, all of a sudden, she's in the trailer. Spinky <laughs> like, and the brain and Larry. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman! <laughs> right. She's essentially going, so, I'm here too! Right, so Paramount and New Line were in conception talks for quite a bit. Um, yeah. yeah, both the time, both companies wanted to license the other's characters so they could control marketing of the film. Yeah, AKA. So unlike Disney and Warner Brothers, who could actually come to an agreement of just a simple 50 50 for Roger Rabbit. Mm. 
No, this one was more like two kids fighting over a toy. Now, granted, Roger Rabbit had had insane agreements where essentially, if one one uh, studio's character was on on screen for a certain amount of time, and this is barring original characters, the another character had to be on the same time down to the picosecond. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, but still, granted, they finally. Finally, they managed to get it, get it through, and mostly that's Wes Craven. But it's also partially Wes Craven's fault. Wes Craven wanted to return to the new line to make what we call the new Nightmare movie, which is a departure from normal for the Friday series. If you've never seen it, effectively, uh, it's it's basically a film behind the film. They're making a new Freddy movie, but Freddy actually, the honest to God, real Freddy t- turns up to stalk the actual. People making the Freddy movie. <laughs> okay. Freddyception. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So, so they they went through multiple scripts. Uh, according to a note on IMDb, which take this with a grain of salt, seventeen scripts. <laughs> right. Which, considering sixteen years before you know between idea and this movie actually coming out, yeah, I, I could see that. Basically, after 14 years, New Line finally managed to get one, Freddy vs. Jason, up and running, but again, the biggest thing was the script. Basically, each studio wanted their character to win. Yep. And there were multiple endings, there were multiple ideas on how Jason and Freddy come back. They even wanted to put uh, Pinhead of Hellraiser in at one point. Yeah, he was going to show up in the ending. (laughs) And finally, producer Robert Shea came up with the, his idea was acceptable for everyone, which is probably what we see now. Yeah. The, the And basically, yeah, spoilers here, folks. The movie ends with Jason – I mean, they basically kill each other. And then the movie ends, like, kind of very much the next morning. Jason surfaces out of Crystal Lake while holding his trademark machete at Freddy's severed head. And as he walks past the camera, the Freddy's eyes turn to the camera and wink, and we hear Freddy's trademark laugh. Yeah. No. Yeah, so this movie, and like we said before, Jason Goes to Hell was supposed to set up this movie, uh-huh. but, which, Jason Goes to Hell, by the way, came out in 1993. This movie came out ten years ten later. Ten years later. So that's why we got Jason X, which was supposed to bring back interest and awareness of the franchise, and, uh, you know, considering how much that movie didn't make, says a lot. But this movie, obviously, there was interest to see Freddy vs. Jason. This movie made a hell of a lot more money. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, just to add one last problem into the mix, because, damn it, why must you change things, you know, uh, people got ticked because Kane Hodder was replaced with uh, Ken Kersinger as Jason. And now, Hodder, admittedly, he has expressed some resentment for not being chosen for this role, but he he's still friends with Kersinger. Yeah, it... So. It's not like it was Kersinger's fault or anything. And apparently no. Kersinger did stunts for Jason in uh, the eighth movie. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why they picked him. Um, but the, there's so many different reports. Some people, like Ronnie Yu has said, uh, no, it wasn't my choice to pick him. Some people have said, yeah, it was Ronnie Yu's choice. Some people have played Moonlight Cinema. K- uh, Kersinger has been on the record saying, yeah, I was picked because I'm tall. So it's kind of all over the place. Um, 
And while a lot of people were not happy with the change, apparently there was a lot of good positive feedback to his portrayal. Fortunately for us both, um, Robert England still shines as Freddy Krueger. I don't think there's no one who could really do it better. No, oh god, he. I have not seen, like I said, I haven't seen any of the other ones, but just based on this, and considering this was his last performance as it, and apparently mm-hmm. he like went to conventions and like media events and stuff, dressed up in the full makeup and played the character there too. Oh, that would have been awesome to see. Yeah. So he obviously he had a great love for this character. Kind of like what we were talking about last week. Some actors find the role that they are born to play and stay there. Yeah. And it's it's so. not even it's like the opposite of typecasting where instead of always being picked for the same part, it's you want to play this same part because you have yeah. fought like just fallen for it. So and those are usually the best portrayals too, when someone is really enjoying the role. Oh, that's right. That's why I thought it was. The new the remake Freddy is the same guy who played Rorschach in Watchmen. Oh, okay. He doesn't do the uh, same Jackie voice. Early Hurl Harley. <laughs> he doesn't do the same voice, does he? Freddy's coming to get you. <laughs> I don't know, I haven't seen the remake. So I haven't either. I haven't seen the uh Friday the thirteenth remake either. I kind of want to see it, but apparently Michael Bay was the producer, so now I kind of oh. don't want to see it. Oh, God, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. The minute I saw that, I was like, oh, come on. God, does Jason hit people and then just explosions everywhere? Might as well. Oh, apparently um, Robert England reprised his role. Yeah, uh, reply, Freddy, did a Freddy Krueger voice for uh, one of the Simpsons' Treehouse of Horrors. Oh, awesome. I do yeah. remember they did parody Nightmare on Elm Street where um, Will, groundskeeper Willie gets burned alive and he starts haunting the kids in their dreams. <laughs> I love that episode. That was so good. It was one of the now, there was wars. One of my favorite parodies was a Robot Chicken episode where it puts Jason, Mike Myers, Ghostface, a.k.a. the guy from Scream, mm. Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Pinhead along with Freddy, in the Big Brother house. <laughs> and since there's really only one character, well, two characters that speak, <laughs> namely Ghostface and Freddy, it's pretty hilarious. There's a scene where uh, Mike Myers, Jason, and Pinhead are playing uh, charades, and no, no one guesses anything. <laughs> they're all the silent characters. I thought Pinhead did talk. Oh, maybe it's not Penny. Maybe, maybe it's like Leatherface. Leatherface. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's. I need to. I need to watch that. Yeah, you do. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah. So both, both of these franchises have been parodied and homage oh, to, and they're just everywhere, and it's awesome. So, uh, the basics of the movie. We're not going to go deep into that plot here, but short version. How they set this up is Freddy feels he's being quote forgotten yeah. because the People, the town behind Elm Street, have been, managed to violate several civil rights laws and basically hush up anything related to Freddy, including putting several people who know about Freddy in an insane asylum. Yeah. It's pretty Lawyers and the courts, what's that? Yeah, it's basically the ostrich strategy is if they don't see it, it's not fair. Right. So Fred, the movie begins basically with Freddy commenting on this like, hey... What the hell? And he's so he, he's not happy about that. Now he so he invades Jason's undead dreams and 
winds him up and sends him to Elm Street, Elm Street to so people think um, what the, when the bodies start turning up that it's Freddy doing it again. Yeah, they basically just start instilling fear. But uh, then Jason, being Jason, kills, uh, starts mooching it on Freddy's territory and killing his victims and. Freddy's like, setting up our verses. Yep, and Freddy's like, what the hell? I finally come back and now you're killing everyone? Damn it! He's got a bigger body count than me! Yep, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, we have to follow a group of teens around in this movie. Um, but I mean, on the plus side, we get to see most of them kill. Yeah, all but two. Yeah. So, and, um... <laughs> Uh, they do they do well within like that first that first scene where we see the main group of teens of establishing how big of assholes these yeah. people are. Yeah, they, they so you want them as just unlikable freaks. <laughs> That's so a... you, you end up rooting for them to die. Yeah, I know. Quickly. Like the very first kill that Jason gets, I just love where the guy, oh and the, the total asshole guy where yeah he's he's lying in bed looks over and sees jason standing over him jason just stab 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 you see the machete go through the bed and then finally not satisfied with that jason plants his machete in the ground grabs both sides of the bed and just snaps the guy and then walks away <laughs> yeah and um, I, then to follow this up, they put Jason at a rave in the middle of a cornfield, and he just starts getting body count after body count. Oh, God, the way he kills people. I just love the fact that the first guy, the two guys make fun of him. He grabs the guy's head and just turns it all the way around to kill him. <laughs> and then when the other guy runs around, it, well, after he sets Jason on fire, and Jason's just like, Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> he sets the entire cornfield on fire. And then, Just walking through it. Oh, I, and, and then throws his flaming machete to impale the guy as he's running away. Mm. <laughs> oh Sweet. my god. It was, uh, it was fine, but we'll get more into the movie after the next break. Sounds good. Now, to be fair, Freddy does get some uh, dreamscape kills, yeah, as well, and some of them are some some of them are genuinely creepy, like the guy he sets on fire and then carves up. Yeah, that. I mean, yes, I was laughing at his friends just watching from behind the door, and they couldn't do anything to stop it. Just yeah, it was, yeah. but and I like how he says, "You're gonna leave a message for me." Yeah, I just. Burns and just burns Freddy's back into his back. Which, knowing how Freddy acts in this movie, that pun was totally intentional. Oh, absolutely, it was. Yep. So, um, I actually like um, this was in one of the deleted scenes on the DVD. They when uh, that character Mark when he's dreaming that you know you know with his Freddy's messing with him. There's a deleted scene where all of a sudden the computer he's sitting at kicks on and it shows his brother committing suicide because Freddy controlled him. Dark. Yeah. yeah. Which I really liked that moment. Like, he really messes with that guy something fierce, too, where he sees his dead brother and the brother looks at him and starts shouting. It's like, but Jason won't stop killing! <laughs> it's just, and Freddy's voice. But yeah. Oh my god, it was great. So, awesome, um, by the way. So, yeah. The, so the teens figure out that Freddy can be pulled into the real world and therefore vulnerable. Yeah. 
And they basically do this. They they well, Freddy ends up tranquilizing Jason, and they figure out, okay, let's take Jason all the way back to Crystal Lake, pull Freddy into the real world, and let the two fight. Yeah, Which, to finish off the movie. Yeah, not a bad idea. No, and as they put it, it's like, well, even if Freddy's stronger, well, at least Jason's got home field advantage. Yeah. Yeah, let's put, hey. let's put Jason Jason near a bunch of water. That's a great idea <laughs> if you want him to win. <laughs> Actually, the main girl would us point out, Freddy killed by fire, Jason killed by water. How can we use that? But yeah. they never touch on this point again. Well, they kind of use both to kill them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and they take them to, they go back to Camp Crystal Lake, and this, and there's four of them left, and in horror, in movies like this, only one, at most two people either survive, bye-bye other two. And I admit the, the four, the, the four there are left, we have the nerdy guy, we have the sassy chick, we have the kid who's not crazy, Yep. and we have the main female lead. And I was really disappointed to see the sassy chick go because she is fun <laughs> in her own way. At one point, she turns she stop she turns and start uh, starts trading barbs with Freddy. Um, I love it. It's insinuating that uh, he's got a small dick because of the butter knives in the wrong yeah, words. Yeah, well, I like it. What kind of really? what kind of slur for a homosexual wears a Christmas sweater? <laughs> that um, that line. I'm not gonna. Repeat. That line cracked me up. Uh, I did read, though, apparently the two writers, that was an ad-lib, and they were not happy about that ad-lib. But apparently everyone else was fine with it because it made it to the movie. <laughs> right. Uh, and you can see Freddy, at first he's pissed, and he's going to enjoy c- carving this up as he... And he actually looks down he... at the sweater, too. He's like, really? You don't like it? <laughs> well, it would... he points at how he's like, oh, yeah, dar- didn't he... Yeah, he looks... Uh, because she's black. How sweet. Dark meat. So you, you can see he's about to enjoy this, but then when he stops and he kind of points behind her, and he's got this big smile on his face, <laughs> and behind her is Jason, who just wastes no time, which admittedly is one of Freddy's weaknesses. He likes to toy with people. Yep. And he just he just uses the machete and he just tosses this girl across the across a freaking <laughs> football field into a tree. Actually, he doesn't toss her. He hits her in the side so hard with the machete that it sends her flying. <laughs> Yeah, Which, and she's done on impact. Yeah, well, Jason does do a little bit of messing with people. Like, when he kills a guy earlier in the movie, the guy wakes up from, like, a nightmare, looks over to his dad, who's, all of a sudden, his head just falls off, and he's like, what? And then turns, and then Jason lops his head off. Right. So, I mean, but Freddy definitely likes the toy. Oh, yeah. The toy. Well, it's, part, so. well, it's more... Jason is more of just like a mindless killer, and Freddy is just a sadistic monster. Yeah, with a sense of humor. <laughs> so, um, of course, at one point, this is the the real world fight. Earlier in the movie, Jason gets pulled into the dream world when he's tranquilized, and this is and it's on Freddy's home turf. Yep. Which I, and, I, I do like the fact that even though it's in Jason's dream, he's still, like, unkillable at first. <laughs> like, yeah. Freddy even goes, what? Why can't I kill you? What the hell? Granted, he was tossing Jason around with, uh... Pinball <laughs> sound effects, and he comments tilt at one point. Yeah, I Jason uh, hits but like it falls to the ground. Oh, tilt. And he does, like, a pelvic thrust to send him flying, just... Yeah. Oh my god, that 
It is a yeah. great scene. Like, okay, people, we're we're spoiling some of the moments of this movie. You need to see these moments to really get the full effect of them. Like, just as telling you about Jason bouncing around with pinball sound effects and Freddy doing pelvic thrusts, you need to see this to really right. enjoy it. So, yeah, both major two fights essentially are both really good. Yeah. And then when Freddy comes into the real world, too, where he just slowly realizes it and turns and sees Jason, just that, oh, oh shit. shit, that, oh, shit, look on his face. Oh, yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> yeah. I actually really like the um, deleted scene version. There's an extended version of it where he yeah. gets pulled in and the two of them walk and, like, square off. And the two, like, living characters, one of them, she just looks up and goes, Freddy versus Jason, place your bets. And I, I'm like, you know what? That's corny, but it's just... And they really should have kept it. <laughs> they really should have kept it. it. I think that was actually in the trailers, so at least that much. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's not to say this movie doesn't have genuine horror mo- moments. Yeah. Uh, what did you... the Freddy... When they first introduce us to the Freddy's Coming for You rhyme... Oh my god, it's great. This is pro- This is easily the creepiest moment of the entire movie. Where they, the main character, Lori, she falls asleep in a police station, wakes up, and all of a sudden, it's empty. Which, that already... In any horror movie or any horror game or anything, when you're in an empty space, that's when you know bad shit's going down. And she walks around, she hears the girl singing that Freddy's coming for you. And then she looks over and sees this little girl in the police station shaking. All of a sudden she turns and you see both of her eyes have been cut out. And she just slowly says, his name is Freddy Krueger. And he loves children. Especially little girls. Like, just... Oh, God, yeah. Just that little girl right there... I. I don't know who she. I don't know if she's an act. Uh, you know, is a professional actor. If she's done other stuff, but goddamn, she was perfect. Oh no doubt of that. The fact that they were able to get a little kid to do that so perfectly was just excellent. Well, let's be honest. Child actors stink. Yeah. So there, are, there are very few actor, child actors who can pull stuff off. Yeah, and this I, one did. This one certainly did. So. And then you you brought up there was one scene where in the in the real world fight Freddy tried to go for a ball shot. He goes to kick Jason in the balls, gets hurt in the process instead. It basically looks like he hurts himself by trying to kick Jason, and then Jason. Well, Jason's wearing a cup. I mean, yeah. okay. maybe a psycho killer from hell, but he's at least he knows how to protect some parts of himself. Yeah, which in the extended version, he actually does kick Jason there, and nothing happens, and Freddy goes, "Oh, no balls." <laughs> just but Jason the, grabs him by the leg, throws him into a wall, picks him up, and then drags him through glass and windows, and then th- and then drags him out of a burning building and just chucks him halfway across Crystal Lake. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's great. <laughs> that and uh, Freddy's man the torpedoes moment. <laughs> At one point, Freddy gets tossed into a huge rack of, uh, I guess, scuba tanks. They'd be really, and he starts uh, using his knives to unleash the regulators, so they shoot off like torpedoes at Jason. Yep, and I love how not only does one actually hit Jason in the chest and send him flying, but a second one hits him to put him on course to bash in the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. I actually so, I really like how the fight between the two, they use more theatrics and stuff rather than just two just hitting each other. Like, they do a full, like, piece-by-piece piece story action sequence, and I think that was really good, and that was a good choice. Yeah. So, on overall, these movies just damn fun. Oh, hell yeah. It comes, I admittedly, it comes off more campy fun than scary, but honestly, we weren't expecting, you know, true horror when you've got verses in your title. Yeah. At least that was me. Yeah, honestly, I I would have liked, a, like, a clear winner, but, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the cut ending kind of shows who really won, and there were multiple endings created, like, thought up for this. They're, they're literally, like we said, there's one where the two go to, f- are fighting on the dock, and all of a sudden get grabbed by something, and Pinhead shows up and goes, what seems to be the problem? <laughs> you know, which, according, now, according to New Line, they didn't do this yeah. for two reasons. One... They didn't want to pay for the character, and two, they said Pinhead was too low rent. Aww. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't really seen those movies, but I think most people would have said, oh, I, that's that guy. Yeah. I, I've never seen those movies, but I know what the character looks like. I've definitely heard of him. Um, there was, like, another one where they would, like, the devil would have been watching them fight it out in hell for all eternity, which eh, would have been kind of neat, but the special effects probably would have been just ridiculous at that point. You would have got like the spawn syndrome of just CGI hell. Oh god. Uh, no no pun intended. We are not doing spawn, at least not this year. No, no. We we might have to at one point just because I uh, oh, that movie kinda deserves a look for how stu I mean, for God's sake, John Leguizamo plays a demented clown villain in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. Um, what studios behind uh, the Halloween series? I gotta look this up. Um, yeah, no, I, I really like this movie. I think it's fantastic. Um, yeah, it's got it's got the typical horror movie faults of you know some of the acting is kind of hokey. The characters are throwaways because they're supposed to be. But it is just fun, and I do like the final fight sequence between Freddy and Jason, and I love the way Jason takes out Freddy. I won't, that I won't spoil, because that needs to be seen as a good surprise. Um, uh, it is, this is a fun movie, and yeah, Robert Englund is fantastic as Freddy Krueger, and I like Kersinger as uh, Jason Voorhees. I, because they wanted someone who was going to be a bit more slow and methodical and bigger, than uh, Kane Hodder, and honestly, Kersinger does a good job. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Huh. The, it's 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 hard to give it one, but it's been owned by both Dimension and Universal. Okay, okay. So yeah, what I would have liked to seen for a final ending, and then this is just me because again, the Halloween franchise is my favorite. Was keep the same ending as it existed, um, where Jason comes out of like holding Fred's head, Freddy's head, but he has to stop because there's this guy in the white Shatner mask at the at the edge of a dock, who's just kind of looking at him, and you hear the Halloween, the the scare chord, the again, and you hear Freddy's voice ringing in Jason's head. What did you think you were the only hired help I could find? <laughs> and cut the black, setting up a sequel. Or if we could actually see, a, if not Bruce Campbell, a very good lookalike of Ash Williams standing on the edge of that dock, about ready to say some glorious one-liner. Yep. That would have been awesome too. Yeah, I the way they end this movie, I would have liked to have seen a sequel. 
I, I definitely yeah, I, would love to see a sequel to this. I mean, that would have been fun. I still can't understand why they didn't, but maybe just getting getting this all together in the first place was hard enough. Which another thing I noticed about this, as compared to more modern movies, they used fake blood rather than CGI blood than CGI stuff. And apparently, the the according to Ronnie Yu, the director, the special effects team used over three hundred gallons of fake blood for this movie. That, that's yeah. a lot. Yes, it is. So we'll take one more break and then get to the aftermath here. Oh, so you are afraid of something after all, huh? So all in all, this is definitely one we recommend, I would say. Yeah. Make this part of your yearly hollow must watch this movie for Halloween batch. Uh-huh. And I I will I think uh this Halloween, which is holy crap, a week from tomorrow. Yeah. I'm recording this on the twenty third, like holy crap. I'm I'm <clears throat> before or on Halloween I will watch uh the first Nightmare on Elm Street. I'll try and get the first Friday the 13th under my belt then. Yep. But, then we should talk, think about it for next time in our first episode in November. Because, obviously, well, before you get to that, because obviously we have to do the Thanksgiving sequel for the end of November. I've heard it's awesome, too. I heard but why don't you introduce this, so, since you're the wrestling fan. So, next time, Next time, we will we will watch the action movie that features the ultimate warrior. It will come from the prophecy that the aliens above have brought to us, and we will see as the ultimate warrior takes on his greatest enemy, the silver screen. Oh. Mm. Now I'm playing with power!